Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Five Mastery Podcast, where our focus is on providing tools, resources, and insights that empower driven individuals to become the masters of their own financial independence journey. My name is Peter Donisanu, and today we're going to talk about our outlook for the economy and the markets in the year ahead, along with some key points to consider as it applies to your finances as we move through the year. Overall, the U.S. economy will likely hum along in 2024, but at a slower pace than years past, and central bank policy is likely to be a little more nuanced as inflation continues to slow. Now, when you put these two factors together, this likely sets us up for some mixed opportunities in the year ahead, which is why we offer some guidance on crucial factors to watch and ways to get your financial house in order as we move through the coming year. So with that, let's dive into today's podcast. Economic and market forecasts are often wrong, but they're still useful. Indeed, looking back on the past year, most market prognosticators and economists got the year's forecasts wrong. That's because last year was supposed to be the year that the U.S. economy fell into a recession, which led markets to bet that the Federal Reserve would cut interest rates by the end of 2023. And while risk assets eventually rallied on expectations of policy changes, interest rates are still nowhere near where the markets had predicted at the start of the year. And how about that well-telegraphed recession? Well, even the Fed, who employs the most peer the economist globally got that call wrong. Ultimately, you'd think that they should have at least got that forecast partially correct, right? Well, even so, policymakers ultimately decided to scrap their forecast for recession early last year, despite the best predictions of their brain trust. Add in financial doom and gloom from high-profile social media accounts that tipped off a run in small regional banks, and still the financial collapse that some market prognosticators anticipated simply did not pan out. So then if forecasts are so wrong so often, what's even the point of paying attention to them in the first place? Well, it all comes down to understanding directionally where the economy and the markets are headed. You see, well-known economist John Maynard Keynes was once quoted to have said that I'd rather be vaguely right than precisely wrong. And what exactly does this mean? Well, it means that you'll be better equipped to make solid financial decisions with your money and your wealth in the coming year by focusing on the factors that might affect the direction of the markets and the economy rather than trying to divine the precise outcomes of one or the other. All right, so then from this perspective, what direction is the global economy likely headed in the coming year? Well, as it stands today, the global economic outlook for 2024 remains highly uncertain due to several competing factors. Now, these factors include ongoing household and business adjustments in the post-pandemic economic environment, varying global central bank policies, heightened geopolitical tensions, and the complex interplay between inflation, employment, and consumer spending. Even so, global inflationary pressures are expected to ease from post-pandemic highs, and economic output could come in modestly softer compared to the surprising growth that we saw in 2023. And here, what exactly is driving this economic outlook? Well, this cautious optimism stems from several key areas, such as technological advancements driving productivity, some emerging markets that are showing resilience and growth potential, and expectations of easier monetary policy as inflation comes under control. At the same time, some economic sectors and global regions are demonstrating strong fundamentals and resilience, which could buffer against a broader global economic downturn. More specifically, here in the U.S., the economic outlook for this year is mixed but generally positive. That's because the economy, while now feeling the pressure of higher interest rates, is still now navigating the after effects of historically high prices. Nevertheless, inflation is forecast to fall down to around 2.5% in 2024. This is compared to 4.1% last year, and this is according to consensus estimates. At the same time, cautious 
optimism is starting to form among some market watchers that inflation that has tortured the markets for so long may finally have been tamed following December's better than expected inflation data. Now, this outcome is arguably due to the Fed's restrictive monetary policies that have tightened credit conditions in big ticket lending sectors like housing and autos and has gradually influenced the economy's overall trajectory. And while elections are once again likely to prove contentious here in the U.S., economic policies emanating out of various campaigns in 2024 likely will be something to watch in 2025 and beyond. At the same time, critical technological advancements and a still resilient labor market continue to support growth through business investment and household spending. Now, with all that said, fissures are beginning to form in retail spending as household debt rises to record levels and discretionary savings fall, which suggests consumption could take a breather in the first half of this year. And while some economists continue to project a U.S. recession in the year ahead, consensus expectations suggest that there's a still a chance the U.S. economy could manage a soft landing and avoid a full-blown downturn. And this outcome is likely to happen as growth slows in the first two quarters of the year and then re-accelerates to a growth rate of around 1.5% into the year end. Now, outside of the U.S., forecasts suggest that the growth rate is likely to moderate after experiencing a solid rebound last year. Indeed, according to forecasts from the IMF, we're likely looking at year-over-year global growth estimates of around 3% for 2023, which then slows to 2.9% in 2024. Now, this outlook is largely influenced by global policymakers keeping a tight grip on monetary policy as the fight against inflation battles on outside of the U.S. In fact, these policies have arguably influenced overall inflation trends in developed and emerging market economies, which are now expected to see price growth continue to slow in the year ahead. Even so, we expect major economies in Europe to face their own set of challenges, mostly due to high energy prices and the ongoing war in Ukraine. And while these factors are causing a drag on growth in the near term, assuming no further military escalation in Eastern Europe, we anticipate growth to stabilize as policies become more accommodative later this year. And finally, turning our attention to the outlook in Asia, growth in the region is likely to vary on a country-by-country basis. For example, we anticipate Japan's economy to stabilize this year as inflationary pressures ease and labor market conditions remain solid. And while South Korea's fortunes are linked with global trade demand, we nevertheless anticipate global trade to firm up in the year ahead, which should be a positive boon to the South Korean economy. And along these same lines, while China likely experienced a decent growth rebound in 2023 following its own pandemic shutdown, the growth trajectory in the year ahead is less certain. That's because a cooler real estate market and easing infrastructure development have weighed on household wealth and hence consumer spending. Overall, however, economic growth is likely to remain balanced, albeit somewhat softer in the year ahead, as inflationary pressures in developed markets ease and trade slowly rebounds in emerging market economies. So then, how should you position your wealth given the current economic backdrop? Well, when it comes to your money, cash is still keen. That's because factors like fluctuating central bank policies, geopolitical tensions, and still volatile inflation could lead to unpredictable economic and market shifts this year. More specifically, these global changes are likely to impact you at a more granular level when considering your W-2 or business income or investment returns in the months ahead. That's why you'll want to make sure that your cash management strategy is appropriately dialed in and that you have enough liquidity on hand to match your current lifestyle demands. At the same time, while the probability of a soft lending in the U.S. is greater than zero, what this past year has taught us is how essential it is to be prepared for the unexpected. Indeed, should we experience a period of heightened economic and market volatility, then having dry powder or adequate cash on hand may enable you to capitalize on potential market opportunities should they present themselves during a brief period of market volatility. To be sure, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, maintaining an extra cash reserve in such an uncertain economic and market environment ultimately serves both as a safety net and a strategic reserve. All right, so now that we've covered the economic outlook, let's talk a little bit about monetary policy. Now, as you'll likely recall, monetary policy was a central point of contention for market participants in the past year. And that's because markets gyrated up and down as investors adjusted their bets on the timing and degree of rate cuts from the Fed all throughout 2023. Now, looking out to the year ahead, the story 
story like will be more of the same, but less a matter of if policymakers will cut rates and more about when the cuts will occur and how much the Fed will actually cut. Indeed, as inflationary pressures continue to ease in the coming year, policymakers are likely to shift their focus towards supporting economic growth and stabilizing the labor market. Here again, they're likely to do whatever they can to support that soft landing. And so as far as the markets are concerned, this policy transition often involves lowering interest rates to stimulate borrowing and spending once it's clear that the economy is starting to come off the rails. But the fact of the matter is that we're not at that point just yet. Nevertheless, should incoming economic data show that the economy is slowing faster than what would appear to be a soft landing, then lower rates likely could become a tool to prevent the recession, thereby sustaining economic growth. Overall, however, the FOMC projections for 2024 suggest that the median Fed funds rate will likely come in around 4.6% versus 5.4% in 2023, with many economists anticipating three quarter point rate cuts starting in the second half of this year. Now, while lower rates are back on the horizon for the coming year, it's crucial to note here that we're likely not going to go back to pre-pandemic zero interest rate policies anytime soon. That's because policymakers never intended for interest rates to remain so low for so long. Indeed, had policymakers in 2019 hiked interest rates to levels that we have now, we likely would have experienced a severe economic recession that we had anticipated back then. But thanks to massive money printing efforts and fiscal spending policies following the pandemic era economic shutdowns, the U.S. economy was better positioned to tolerate Fed tightening, which allowed interest rates to effectively reset to normal levels. That's why in the year ahead, we're likely to hear more about terms like R-star and the neutral interest rate. And so what exactly do these terms mean? Well, the neutral interest rate represents the just right rate level where the economy is balanced. It's not overheating or it's not underperforming. So then assuming that economic growth slows and policymakers begin cutting rates this year, their focus likely will shift from supporting growth to finding that ideal policy rate to prevent economic overheating once again. And that's where R-store or the neutral rate will come into play. Certainly figuring out what this neutral rate should be is going to be challenging. And that's because evolving inflation dynamics coupled with shifts in global economic conditions and changing consumer and business behaviors post-pandemic will not only keep policymakers on their toes, they'll also likely offer another critical factor influencing this year's market narrative. Indeed, as central banks dial in their models to identify R-star or that neutral rate level, financial markets naturally will be hard at work trying to get ahead of policymakers, which likely will influence business and consumer borrowing costs along the way. Here again, the focus isn't so much on a pivot, but now it's on that ideal neutral rate level. That's why in the year ahead, even though interest rates are likely to fall, you should still consider approaching borrowing to purchase big ticket items in a cautious manner. And why is that? Well, while interest rates are likely to decline in the year ahead, there's still a potential that they likely won't fall as fast as we've seen in past business cycles. And so what this means for you is that if you're borrowing to make a big ticket purchase now because you expect significantly lower rates down the road, you could be in for a rude surprise. That's why it's crucial to consider the impact of potentially higher for longer borrowing costs on your finances, especially for mortgages or large business loans, and consider debt service affordability based on your current financial circumstances rather than your anticipated lower interest rates in the future. All right, so now that we've discussed the economic and monetary policy outlook, the last thing we'll take into consideration here is the market outlook. And so where exactly is the market headed in 2024? Well, while nobody has a crystal ball to tell us where the market is headed, the key takeaway from what we know and expect to happen in the year ahead is to remain flexible and adaptable to ever-changing market conditions. More specifically, while the market could continue to rally because rates are expected to fall, market returns could turn out to be more balanced than we saw in years past. Indeed, in the current market environment, the equity outlook is likely to be marked by a mood of cautious optimism. That's because the Fed pivot celebration that had driven asset prices higher in recent months 
months likely will give way to a reflection on fundamentals and what fair valuations look like in a more normalized rate environment. So then as a result, we're likely to experience bouts of market ebbs and flows as investors once again try to divine Fed speak in anticipation of target policy rates. Add to this last year's substantial risk asset rally and many professional investors will likely turn their attention to fundamentals like earnings multiple with a focus on sustainable growth and resilience in a still uncertain economy. And now when it comes to the bond market, the picture here is still a little mixed, but still positive. That's because the prospect of falling interest rates is likely to be supportive of bond prices overall, with some performance discrepancies likely surfacing in an already richly valued high yield in emerging market sectors. Nevertheless, the silver lining here for fixed income investing is that rates stabilizing at higher levels could in turn revitalize the bond markets as an attractive long-term savings destination should zero interest rate policies finally fade into the sunset. Nevertheless, bond quality and duration likely will remain two key focus areas to watch as we navigate the current economic landscape in the year ahead. That's why taking a selective approach in the bond market will be essential to optimizing returns and managing risk in this ever-changing interest rate environment. Overall, expectations are set for modest risk asset gains in the near term and higher risk-adjusted returns over the long term should the neutral risk-free rate stay pegged higher. Even so, the start of the year is a crucial time to reevaluate your investment strategy to ensure that you're on the right track. Sure, you may be tempted to just let it ride when it comes to your portfolio this year, but some caution is still warranted. More crucially, given the evolving economic and market landscape, now may be a great time to ensure that your current asset allocation is optimally aligned with your long-term lifestyle and savings goals. And so what does this look like? Well, to effectively reevaluate your asset allocation strategy in the current market environment, you can start by revisiting your long-term life goals, reflecting on how you plan to use your money to get there, and evaluating whether your risk tolerance reflects your current desired outcomes. Now, this is an essential topic that we discussed last month, and you can find the blog post and the podcast at FiMastery.com. But either way, at the very least, consider the market and economic outlook presented here today and ask yourself if your company's stock concentration and sector allocations are still suitable in the current market environment. Then, after you've done your homework, adjust your portfolio to align with your long-term strategy so you can ensure that it's geared to weather the market's ups and downs later on this year. You know, when it comes down to it, economic and market forecasts often miss their targets as evidenced by the unpredictable developments in 2023. Even so, their value to investors is found in acting as a directional guide rather than a precise predictor of future events. And so as we look out to the year ahead, we anticipate modest financial market returns, directionally supported by the Fed's rate normalization, which could unfold in an environment of still solid economic growth. Now, with all that said, we're guided by another quote from John Maynard Keynes, and that's that when the facts change, I change my mind. So then while we have a general idea of the factors that may be affecting global markets and the economy this year, it's crucial now more than ever to remain nimble. That's why it's crucial to square up your cash management plan and prepare to service debt at higher rates, all the while maintaining a disciplined investment strategy reflective of your overall risk tolerance. Doing so won't just help you navigate the uncertainties of the year ahead. These moves will help you take one step closer to becoming the master of your own financial independence journey. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Mastery podcast. To learn more about today's topic, you can visit the episodes page at FiMastery.com. And if you can find one person in your life who would find today's message helpful in getting their financial house in order, please share this episode with them. But until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity. The Five Mastery podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast is limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors' investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice.
The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice, or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosures.